Hey everyone and welcome to 121 in Flux, I am Peter, that is Connor and we talk about movies on this show. This episode we are going to talk about Itonia, which was actually one of our Patreon vote winners every month on patreon.com slash TV. Our patrons uh, pick between four films and we talk about the winner. So this the theme of this one was basically it was four movies from last year's Oscars uh, that we hadn't ever reviewed or talked about and it was like hey which one... Was it all last year's Oscars, or was it one for, for like four different years? I think it was one from four different years, actually, now that I think about it. Might have been that. I think we it definitely was... considered doing from last year's. Yeah, I think it was one from 2017. One from... I think, Joe, I think it was. I think we thought 2017 at first, and then we looked at the list and went, I don't want it. There's not four of these that I'm willing to do. <laughs> and then I said, okay, let's do one from each year. And that was a better selection. So uh, the, the winner was Itonia, though. Uh, so we're going to talk about Itonia. This is a film about Tonya Harding, uh, based on the the outrageous true story, as the film itself even starts with. Uh, I, did this? Do we have a spoiler-free section for this? Because it's based on a true story. I mean, is, is there that much to spoil? Well, for me there was, because I didn't really know anything about this story, so I was learning things. But given that, I mean, the movie opens with the incident right you know it, it opens with them addressing that so it's kind of just okay how do we get to that they don't say outright what it is though because i didn't know what it was until it happened oh right okay they, they don't actually say what the incident they, just, they refer to an incident and i'm like oh i don't know what this is this is exciting <laughs> what's the incident oh, fair enough okay <laughs> it is weird because obviously it's just history i i know i, know I knew it going in i I'd heard of her name and that was it i, I didn't know why she's quit skating i didn't know what had happened i didn't know any of that stuff um, Fair enough. Call me crazy. Figure skating is not my expertise. <laughs> Mine either, but you know. It's not my expertise. You know, 20, 2019's figure skating is not my expertise. 1993's is definitely not. <laughs> I was four. I wasn't watching figure skating. I was watching Power Rangers. <laughs> That's a fair answer. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I, I guess spoiler warning, but I mean, I don't. at the same time, I don't know how much this you can really spoil. So, yeah. you know, take uh, that for... Just Wikipedia. Yes, Wikipedia, yes, you can go read up on the event. Uh, so it's done in a kind of a, a full documentary style to a point. Um, yeah, it's a framing device. Uh, which is based on real interviews, uh, which I only know because the end credits show you some of the real interviews yeah. with the real people, um, which we'll get to later. But uh, So it has this framing device and it moves through kind of sort of how she got into skating, relationship with her mother. Her mother, Alison Janey, plays the mother and she, was, of course, was nominated for Supporting Actor, Margot Robbie's playing Tonya herself. Uh, so we have that stuff early on, and then it kind of, you know, bumpers. A lot of it's about a relationship with her on and off again husband and his friend who claims to be a a secret agent slash spy operative thing. It's a bit of a character, isn't he? <laughs> oh, I love this character. This guy. This guy is like. <laughs> You know, I you know, hope this is really accurate. Well, that was the thing. The, the interview about at the end in the credits, it was like, well, this actually does sound like him. He he really does sound this delusional. But do you know, do you know what I think makes that character, I mean, I, I, saying works are weird because, again, he's based on a real person, but what makes it feel kind of outrageous but believable is that I've not met anyone quite that delusional, but I definitely remember meeting like other kids when I was young enough that had these kind of stories that would tell you these kind of things they would have this kind of tone yeah right so it feels like an extension of people that i have met at least at a young age when everyone was young and stupid i mean yeah, yeah. his age <laughs> you know 
<laughs> it's a little less forgivable. A little less forgivable, yes. Uh, so I, mean, I guess the, 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 the quick thing to do is uh, ask the question, did you enjoy Aitonia? I did, which should come as no surprise, given that I'd seen this before and was happy enough to put it in the vote to watch again. So, you know. That's true. That's true. I had not seen this before. It was one that I met to see last year and never got around to it, as is ever the, ever the case. Yeah. Yeah. So It happens a lot. So yeah, I hadn't seen this. Um, I didn't really know much about the story. I'd heard good things about the performances, and I'd heard uh, and I, the one thing that was making me interested was the director, uh, Craig Gillespie, did uh, Lars and the Real Girl, which we actually reviewed not long before the Oscars last year. I think it was the Valentine's movie. Uh, yeah, it would have been. And we really liked that. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm actually a lot more interested in it, Tonya. Yeah, now because, because I director. actually hadn't seen this yet at that point. And it made me really interested. I was like, okay, I'm going to make sure I you know, get this in before the Oscars. So, so, so I did. Yeah, I was curious. Uh, I liked the movie as well. I think the, the, the kindest thing I'll say about the movie, uh, well, which makes it sound like I'm going to have a lot of complaints. I, yeah, I, I, I was going to say kindest thing? I mean, you know, that's, that's, that's usually how you start something negative. Well, what I mean to say is, is the, the, the biggest asset I think this movie has isn't, I mean, the performances are good, right? They're really good from some people. Yeah. Uh, and the characters are all outrageous enough that, it's interesting to just see a story because it has there's always I don't really like biopics and this has this is technically a biopic and it has that risk of feeling like a biopic but, but the characters are so goddamn it's just it's not presented in a dry way with like most biopics all. are well that's what I was getting to is that I think what I would commend this more than anything else for is that it has an energy there's an energy yeah. to it as it goes through the, the story uh, that never lets up uh, it's got a sense of humour uh, and it, you know, even as the end credits kick in, and you know uh, the passenger starts playing, it's never like skipped a beat. It's just been moving at that pace yeah. the entire time. Yeah, so, I think the uh, the interview framing really helps because you know it essentially mm. acts like they're talking to us uh, at points uh, when they use it for transitions. Yeah, and um, that really gives it this this flow that, that kind of transitions it from scene to scene, you know, section of our life to a different section. Yeah, no, it does. It does. That works. Um, uh, that's something a lot of biopics struggle with is, you know, okay, you want to show some of the childhood, then you want to jump ahead to the important event, and it feels really just scattershot, whereas doing it through this interview format uh, gives it this connective tissue. Yeah, and I, I think it handles, it balances a mix of things quite well. Uh, things, I mean, tone. Because it's got a very upbeat kind of pace. It's got a sense of humor pretty much most of the time. But there are sharp moments of dark violence that happen here or there. Yeah. And it handles them fairly well. And it does it in such a way where it can kind of shift back to being funny within a minute. Yeah. But it will it will just halt and make you feel uncomfortable for a scene here or there. And, you know, it, it's almost impressive that the entire thing sort of like tells this outrageous story about these outrageous characters who, some of whom did a very bad thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I mean, they did a lot of bad things, but one specific that we're, we'll talk about is the incident. And it has this playful way about it, but it never feels like it's making light of the actual event or light of what the people did. No, it, it's very aware that they're kind of awful people for most of them. Uh, and it, But it, make, it makes them likable enough that, you know, they're, they're, they're still people, right? And they did some awful things. I don't know if likable is the right word. <laughs> <laughs> not all of them some of them i don't think like was the right word to, to me let's just treat it as we we 
we're th- viewing this through their lens where they're justifying these things, but they're actually very delusional. And it, the the way the story is told makes it clear they're delusional. The way they talk, the way they, they think, and the way they act feels delusional. Yeah. It it almost feels like real people that it's always sunny is kind of based on in, in a bizarre way. There's... It does. And I think when I say likable, I mean likable in the sense of characters, you know, as in you enjoy watching them rather than that they're actually, you know, oh, these are good people that you'd like. Oh, sure. That that, that's kind of semantics. I mean, we're, we're, we're differentiating here. Come on. Yeah, yeah. But that, that's, that's kind of what I meant. Because because there is a difference. Because they're, they're not likable people. None of them are. <laughs> they're all kind yeah. of awful. I mean, Tonya is a, is more likable in the sense that she, she's almost a victim by her surroundings. Everyone around her is a complete shithead. And <laughs> yeah. she's kind of a, a shithead as a byproduct. But you don't necessarily hate her as much as everyone else because she's yeah. kind of lumped in with them. Yeah, yeah, I get that. But yeah, they're, they're, I mean, they're entertaining. They're not likable. There's, there's mm. very much a difference. Because I mean, even even it's always sunny. I wouldn't say those are likable characters. Oh, I would. They're not likable. <laughs> they are. They're entertaining. They're not likable. There's a difference. There is a difference, but not in always sunny's case. <laughs> 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 um but yeah so so yeah the characters are outrageous the performances kind of lend to that um the, the I, I think you know no one talks about the guy who plays jeff uh, sebastian stan right you know winter soldier himself yeah he uh i feel like i didn't even know he was in this until i really? watched it I, yeah. I feel like he was getting a lot of praise at, at the time not as much as i, uh, I never remembered he was in it i remember i remembered uh, janie i remembered obviously robbie yeah, I don't think he got quite as much praise as those two did, uh, understandably. But he's very good. I feel like he did get talked about quite a bit at the time. But, I mean, I don't think he had the, the lasting impact in the conversation that, that they did. Yeah, he just because I thought he was impressive as well. And, and the guy who played uh, uh, Sean, what's his name? Paul Waterhauser. Uh, he's, he's quite good. <laughs> like he's He is, he's, yeah. He's pretty funny. Uh, he's, he's Great timing on the delivery of some lines. He does. Oh, he really does. Um, and it... how unprofessional! It's on silent. It's always on silent. I just happened to leave it on top of something that it made a louder noise than usual. Unprofessional. It's. Mm. This is only because I left it on top of my tablet because my tablet is there for something we're doing later. It's normally fine. I'm hearing excuses. I'm. I'm hearing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, yeah, so you know, the movie's got attitude. The characters have attitude, and it makes it yeah. very easy. It gives it that energy that I was talking about, and it, it's it's constantly moving forward. It's constantly introducing something new. Um, if anything, it's kind of weird structurally in the sense that once they start talking about the incident, about maybe fifty minutes in, because it's a two-hour movie, the entire movie is about that incident from that point on. Like you know, it's, it's sort of like there's like forty-five minutes or so of backstory, and then it's like okay. Here's the build-up to the incident and then the fallout after the incident. Yeah. It all kind of revolves around that. Uh, but that's kind of why... It's, it's weird when you look at it afterwards and go, yeah, that's kind of strange, but it doesn't feel off when you're watching it. it no, it doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, but it makes sense in the sense that this is kind of the reason why this is this story's endured, why why Tonya Harden's so famous. You know, I mean, sure, she yeah. was a very good skater, and I'm sure was known the, the circles for what she was doing on the ice. Yeah, yeah, that like uh, that huge spin that she does, the triple, 
Yeah, yeah, whatever it is. It's like triple and a half or whatever triple it was. Triple helix, triple... Not helix, it's odd like that, though. Triple... Yeah, yeah. Like She's like one of the only women to ever do that. She was the first American yeah. woman at the time. I don't know if anyone's uh, been... There's not since. many. There's only a handful still who've ever done it, I think. Yeah, that's fine. I'll be honest, they're slacking. Do a quadruple, right? Quadruple. Yeah, yeah, go time. for it. Been enough time. We should, be doing, well, we should be on the quadruples now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know anything about figure skating. I literally can't even ice skate at all. Fuck, no, I can't. I've never been ice skating. I, I went once, that was shite, and went, never doing that again. <laughs> I've never been ice skating. For some reason, I just never tried it. Um... <laughs> So, we are extremely unqualified to talk about that side of things then. We are very unqualified. Very unqualified. But, I mean, a lot of the story revolves around her feeling unjustly graded because of who she is. Because she isn't she doesn't come from a rich family. She, 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 she comes from a poor family. Uh, she comes from, uh, you know, a, a shittier neighbourhood. She doesn't speak like everyone else does. She doesn't dress like everyone else does. I'm inclined to say white trash. I was trying to avoid that phrase. <laughs> I know, but... It's the appropriate phrase. Perhaps it is, but that's, you know, she, she, and she feels like she's not been given a fair shake because of that. They don't like the music she uses. They don't like how she dresses, all these things. And one of them eventually admits that to her, kind of like off the record, like, yeah, like, we're never going to give it to you because it's, it's presentation, you know, come on. Yeah. Um, and that's, honestly, this is the most relatable she gets because I'm kind of on her side to a point where I'm like, no, this is bullshit. <laughs> some of, yeah, some she's, of this... she's actively out skating people and they're going, yeah, but she's put in a lot of work over the years. It's her turn. Yeah, it, it's actually bullshit. I, I kind of agree with her. As much as she, you know, approaches the situation, you know, telling judges to suck her dick, maybe not the best way of, of getting her point across, things like that. Yeah. Yep. But, you know, I like you, you kind of relate to her in, in those scenes. Uh, and she makes an effort, you know, things go bad for a while, but then she makes an effort again, she starts building up. And I think that's actually, going back to the whole idea that her... She, she's a she's a victim almost of circumstance because everyone else around her is a shit. Her mother's awful and abusive. Her husband on and off again is abusive. Everyone's abusive to her. Everyone's shit to her. She actually gets a second chance. Her coach comes back and she builds up and she's going to go to the Olympics. And while she does kind of know one or two things about what's going on with the incident, ultimately it's kind of other people who do it. It's other people who have the idea. It's other people who carry it out. It's other people who... it, it kind of. Yeah, basically her her entire career path, her entire life is taken away by the shitty people around her because they try to, you know, manipulate things in their own shitty way, right? That, that's essentially yeah. what happens. It's hard not to feel sympathy for her when her entire thing come, comes crumbling down. And ultimately when she's, when she's uh, her sentence, what part of her sentence, the main part of her sentence is that she's going to be barred from ever skating again. Um, in, competition. in a professional capacity. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, obviously she can go to an ice rink and skate if she feels like it. Just, that's just all I meant. Because that would be a really harsh punishment then. <laughs> but, you know, she, she starts crying in the court. It's, it's, this, it's this emotional scene. And you can't help but feel bad for her because, yeah, other, I mean, sure, she did withhold information. She does deserve some kind of punishment, sure. But this was but not she, her as idea. As she points out, like, hey, the others are getting jail time. Can, can she, she's like, can I not just you know, go to jail for a year, come back out and, you know, go to the next Olympics? Yeah, and start training again, start building my way up again. Yeah. And... Yeah, it's it's a life sentence. It's and maybe maybe there's a critique here that the judge didn't really understand what he was doing when he was handing out these sentences. He didn't understand how harsh that was compared to everything yeah. else. So 
you know, but I think she's a sympathetic character because she feels like so much of her. And sure, I mean, how much of this documentary or not documentary? How much of this film is accurate? Definitely not a documentary. Definitely not a documentary. But how much of it is accurate? Is is this genuine? How sympathetic we should feel towards her? Did she have more involvement than than we know of? Is it just a you know manipulation for the sake of entertainment in the film? Which possibly. The, you know, there are people who really hate that in biopics, you know, changing anything. Like if you look at, you know, like uh, Bohemian Rhapsody last year, right? There was people who were furious that they twisted some details of the timeline. I'm like, I, I don't care if it makes for a better film. You should have um, twisted the details of the editing. <laughs> we're not going there. I, I, saw, I saw a great video that was shared on the Twitters, actually. Uh, of the acceptance speech of the editor when they, when he went best editing, but edited in the style of Bohemian Rhapsody, it was hilarious. Yeah, I can imagine. I'm not saying it should have won that. Definitely should. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but my point was, you know, you know, people get really angry about like, oh, you know, this this didn't happen at that point in time. It happened later. I'm like, I don't care. It's a story. Make a story out of it, right? Um, it's huh? the same here. Maybe things were a little bit different. I don't know. Not looked into it that much. Ultimately, though, I don't care because it's a damn fine movie. Yeah, I mean, when, when I'm sitting here saying, "Oh, Tonya was hard done by," and that, like she shouldn't have got this punishment. In, I, in this, I mean, movie. the movie. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, real life. I'm not going to offer an opinion. I don't know. <laughs> I don't yeah. give a shit. This, I don't this care. isn't enough to judge the reality on. Yeah, I'm talking about the character of Tonya in this movie. I don't really have a opinion on the real life person. It's probably worth, worth making that clear, though. Yeah. Um, but no, she is sympathetic, and uh, the, the, honestly though, the, the, Sean might be the the the, the MVP of, yeah. of the movie because he he right from the first time you meet him and he's talking about how he's an operative and he's trained in different countries and you're like, you've never left this town. <laughs> Who are you talking <laughs> about? You, you know, you never left this town, and he he, he keeps saying things like, oh no, I've, I've been told I have these qualifications from here, here, and there. I've been told I'm respected like this from from here, here, and here. And it's like, and eventually when the FBI are talking to him, or it's actually not, it's in interviews, it's the documentary interviews towards the end, where they just say to him, uh, by who? Like, who said this? We, we looked into this. You have there's, there's no evidence you've ever had this training or you've ever done this anywhere. And he goes, oh, National Geographic said once, or something. That's, I think that's what he says. Yeah. He's, just, he's such a bullshitter. And, but of course, well, when, he, when the FBI he talks to him, what's that? He knows people, though, so it's fine. Uh, so he claims, uh, but he you know, he likes to talk. He knows what he's talking about. Like he, you know, when he, when he hires people, because you know, because Jeff only wants to send threat threatening letters to the the competitive. You know, the, the, what's her yeah, because Tanya got Kerrigan, a death threat. So they're like, oh, yeah. you know, it's it's the girls messing with each other. So we'll yeah. send some back. It'd be harmless enough, right? <laughs> well, Relatively know. speaking. Relatively speaking, sure. It's it's a prank, and it's. Mildly severe, but it's still ultimately a prank. But you know, basically, the letters don't get sent, and and Jeff's trying to like say, "Hey, you should, you, you know, I want my money back." And he's like, "These are not people you want to, you want to betray here, Jeff." He's like, "And you know, my people, like, you know, ball, balls are being played with, you know, because he he misspeaks and says plays with, not not rolling, being played with." Um, and the other guy doesn't even call him out on it. He just sort of rolls over it because he doesn't care. He's just no, just no. I want my money back. Get my money back. Yeah. This is all, this is done. 
and then later when it actually happens he's just like no i took the initiative and now you know we went through with it this is this is for the better uh, and of course it's not as soon as he gets a question by the fbi he gives up everyone within like 10 seconds i i love that interior because it starts with it's like right so you know tony hardy and it's like tony hardy never heard of him so, you're a bodyguard <laughs> oh huh um, my favorite part though is like no I don't know how this could have how, 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 how could anyone know that we had involvement in this and there's like a montage of him like just bragging, bragging to strangers bar. like yeah. everywhere it's like oh that was my crew did that oh that was my and he was like oh yeah 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 three times in the leg with a baton all, all this shit. <laughs> it gets more extreme every time he tells it so no really really funny um, yeah he, he he's an extremely entertaining character um, he is yeah He's clearly the type of character in real life that you should not trust or be, you know, put any faith in whatsoever for anything ever. Yeah, but do in not a movie, give this man a thousand dollars. Yes, in a movie though, he's very, very entertaining. So yeah, there you go. So, so the movie's got a bit of a heart with Tonya. It's it's got energy. It's constantly moving, and it bounces between things. And you know, some of the actual things that I assume are all based on real events, like when her mother throws a knife at her and it stabs her in the arm. And it's kind of like, hey, I know you've been beating the shit out of her this like your her whole life, but this might have been one step too far. <laughs> throwing a knife at her. You think? And it's just this awkward moment as she's pulling a knife out of her arm. And I'm like, oh, okay. Um, also, Joe Joe actually got me was when she was actually when she's a little girl and she's like crying at her dad not to leave when when her parents are splitting up. And I'm like, she like her mother's already awful. She's like, no, take me with you, please. Don't leave me with her. Don't leave me with her. She's awful. She's like a drill sergeant. And she's like six yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah, uh, in fact, the actress who played the uh, that aged version uh, was from Haunting of Hill House. Oh, okay. I knew that. I knew that kid. Uh, you wouldn't have done if you watched this last year at the time, would you? Well, no, but you know, uh, you then, do now. It'd have been the opposite. I'd have been like, "Oh, that's the kid from Itonia when I watched. See, the thing is, the other way around. I doubt you'd have remembered. Maybe it's too small a part here. Whereas I assume in in Hill House it was a. Oh, she's that all season. Yeah. It's just... Yeah, exactly. So you you learnt to know who she was, and then you see her here. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, you never got that the other way around. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Hard, hard, hard to see. Uh, so no, a uh, good soundtrack as well. There's a lot of uh source music from the time period. Yeah, yeah, some cracking tunes. Yeah, uh, push in the, the the time period. At one point, Margot Robbie is playing the 15 year old version, and I'm like, okay, right, you've you've put some braces on her to make her look young, but I mean. <laughs> She looks good, but come on. <laughs> Hard time swallowing this. Yeah, um, yeah. A lead slide, but... Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like, you want to transition to Margot Robbie as quickly as you can. You don't want to have other actors, you know... It's true, yeah. You know, it's it's half the reason why they probably had the interviews at the start. It's like, right, Margot Robbie, get her in first thing. Oh, sure, yeah, because then you'd be waiting like 30 minutes before you see Mar- Margot Robbie, potentially. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know how long it is before you see her at 15. I, may not I be that know, long, but... but... No, but you know, it's immediately just get her on screen. Yeah, I get it. Want some cat? Cats. Would you want cat? Would you uh, want? Which oh, one is attention. it now? This is Firefly. He's, he's been a menace. Of course, it is. It's always Firefly. <laughs> what a shit cat! Here he comes. Here he comes. All right. So, kind of destroy things. Yes. Yes. He, he did actually knock out audio in a stream like yesterday, so... I'm not surprised. Mm, it does happen. 
It does yeah. happen. It really uh, does. Joey, I wasn't expecting to see. Bobby Carnival's in there. Yeah. Uh, as one of the interviewers, he's, he's, he, he worked for, a, you know, some sleazy news show called Hard Copy, which notably uh, stuck out... Actually, was it Hard Copy? I, I don't recall copy. the name, so... I don't know. It made me think of a hardcore from uh, from Predator 2, which was like a sleazy news show that was on that. <laughs> right, okay. That's such a specific reference. It just made me think of it. But he's, you know, he's sitting there all sle- smarmy, kind of like, you know, just... Doing Bobby Carnival stuff. Doing Bobby Carnival stuff. Um, my favourite part, of course, is when he's he's telling about how Sean was staking out a place where he thought uh, uh, the other skater was, was practising. And he moved his car every 15 minutes in the same parking lot to avoid suspicion. Even though that made him stick out like a sore thumb. <laughs> and then found out after two days of doing this that she was in a different city. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this movie is really quite funny. It's very funny, and I think it's. I think what really helps the humor in it is that, at least as far as we know, most of this is based on things that were real. The things that you know, these characters, these people actually did these stupid things. They actually thought like this. Yeah, that does make it funny. It doesn't. I mean, even if this was just a, a completely made up movie, it would still be funny. Yes. But knowing that someone tried this, someone thought this was a good idea. Someone used this excuse for something. It's funnier. Is, um, but I don't want to turn this into just oh look at all these crazy real things that happened like in the, in the movie. No, I mean well, you know really what we're talking about is how does the movie achieve it, and we've mostly done that. It's, it's mostly through, uh, it, it's balancing out its performances, it's, it's quick pace, it's all these things that kind of make it really, a really strong direction overall to tie it together. Yeah, because there's several moments where the characters will stop and talk to the camera, as if it's like almost as if it's them in the interviews in the present. Yeah, day. yeah, and use it as a transition. Yeah, and use it as a transition. You know, there's times when they'll just turn to the camera and say, "Oh, this doesn't happen," or oh, "This is a lie. This never happened," or or things yeah. like that. It'll do all these little things, and they're very stylistic, it's, it's but they make bit it a bit of character, doesn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, it makes it feel like it's got a bit of pep. There's like a there's a pep as it moves forward, which I think is quite good. Yeah. Do you know what movie you know from you know recent times it kind of reminds me of uh, you know, Adam McCann movies the uh, like um, Big Short and similarly Vice has a very similar feeling in mm. that respect. Uh, you know the the hey these are some real events but we're going to kind of treat it tongue in cheek in some regards and and uh, play with the audience a bit. Yeah, and arguably this this benefits even more because these characters are actually this wacky. Yeah, they're, they're this yeah. insane. Uh, one of the details I really liked is that Tonya trained like Rocky from Rocky Four because it's like, it's like she really did this. Yeah, you know he beat the Russian in Rocky Four, so this, this is a good idea. So she's running with the dog food over her shoulder. And I'm, I'm yeah. sure it's a fine training technique, but it's just really funny. It's like, I saw it in Rocky Four. We're doing this. It's a good reason as any. Oh dear. Yeah. Yeah, no, I really like this movie. Uh, yeah. That's why I was I was not upset at all to to watch this again, even though obviously I watched it just just uh yeah. over a year ago. So it was very distracting. I was gonna try to put the cat over my neck like it, like it was the dog food. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it didn't work so, though. He wasn't happy about it. <laughs> not surprised. <laughs> I wouldn't be either. <laughs> I'd probably have better luck putting you over my shoulders, to be honest. You can try. That's a fireman's carry. You can do that. That's a thing. You could. No, 
people could. I'm not sure you could. Are you saying I'm too weak? I am saying exactly that. Alternatively, you could have gone the other way and implied that I was too heavy, but you chose to make that about yourself. <laughs> just, just want that out there. You made that about you. No, no, see, my implication is it doesn't matter how heavy you are. I can do it. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I thought you wanted to add. <laughs> um, I think it's funny you, you mentioned editing earlier. Yes. Because uh, I think the editing in this is pretty fantastic. That's nice. Uh, like I say, everything about this has energy. The editing has yeah. this forward momentum the entire time. Yeah, it's it's always paced so perfect. Like obviously, we spoke a lot about the the pacing of the the movie overall, but we haven't spoken much about the scene pacing. Hmm. Um, I think that's uh, pretty immaculate as well. Uh, this movie really it really falls on its own. It's really quite. It's actually kind of impressive. I never felt that that was a burden because there's some movies where I think it goes too fast when it when it has scenes that are this quick. Um, mm. I think because of the nature of the characters and the kind of absurd situations they were getting into. It, it 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 worked with this 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 pace of editing in the scenes because it, it def- does always feel like it's skating along. Oh, very good. Uh, yeah. but, but there's definitely other movies where I think this pacing would hurt it. Like this, the scene pacing was like, no, no, slow down. Let me soak in the scene. Uh, let me soak in the the moment mm. between the characters. And this movie doesn't really operate like that because there's, there's, they're, they're almost such caricatures that I don't want to slow down with them because then it'll it'll almost make them feel less real. But <laughs> in, a, in a weird way, that they're based on real people, but. It would almost be harder yeah. to swallow if I slowed down and actually had to treat them like real people. Yeah, well, you have to think about it too hard. Yeah. No, I'm with you. It has to be the, the, the hammer to the face. It, it can't be subtle in this movie. Yeah, this this movie is not subtle. Yeah. Uh, or a cabbage to the face is, is one scene uh, was was more like. So, you know. Um, but yeah. Uh, that's I tell you, I tell you, I tell you, it's a good movie. Um, yeah. I, I don't think it got nominated for Best Picture, although it probably uh, deserved it more than half the stuff that did get nominated. I can't remember exactly what it was up against, so I'm not willing to stake that. Yeah, when we said all the picks for the vote were uh, Oscar nominated, we didn't necessarily mean Best Picture. This was obviously Best Actress, Supporting Actress, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't recall what was nominated for Best Picture that year, so... Mm. Uh, not willing to say it should have been in there for definite. The post was not money. This was definitely better than the post. Oh, this was better than the post. Okay, yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> not going to argue on that one. That... Oh, th- is this one that had Phantom Thread in there? Possibly, yeah. Because so. screw that movie. It's terrible. I never saw it, but I mean, yeah. Don't, you... don't ever watch it. It's utter gobshite. I recall you being upset about it. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's two already that it should have been in there over. <laughs> this is going to be really funny if it was dominated and we just forget. I'm going to check. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just taking your word for it. I I think it's pretty clear at this stage to any of our regular listeners that I have an atrocious memory. Yes. Um, so, what do I know? Especially uh, when it's, it's so easily Googleable. Yeah. Call, call me by your name one. Ah, uh, yeah, I remember thinking that shouldn't have won. I mean, it was it was a good movie, but no, come on. Oh, no, don't you dare! Don't you dare play that auto autoplay video. Ah, you, <laughs> you know better, variety. Um, yeah, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk. I'd put no, this over Dunkirk d- for sure. I, I, yeah, I don't. I dislike Dunkirk. I I really like Darkest Hour though. I mean, 
And I, I, I know, I know, this is not going to be a popular opinion here, but I would happily put this over Shape of Water by a cat. Oh no! And and obviously we've not scored this yet. Yes. But I'm clearly very positive on this movie. But no, come on. No, no. Shape of Water should have been frozen, and then Tonya Harden should have been ice skating over it. Right? That is. <laughs> that is what should happen. I'm not having that. Yes. No. Out of the ones I've seen, like I, I like this more more than most of them. So, you know, there you go. Yeah. Uh, we should rate it though. What are you rating, I Tonya? Uh, 8.5. I really like it. 8.5. I'm, I'm going to go with a solid 8 out of 10. I, I do think between this and Lars and the Real Girl, I think Lars and the Real Girl is the better movie. That's fair. Um, but this is really solid. So yeah. I, I would recommend it. Uh, so yeah uh, so that was the Patreon vote um, we actually have another Patreon vote that's already finished uh, so that'll be coming up sometime later in the month early next month uh, when we have time to get to it uh, that was a it was a, a vault pick uh, the vault if you don't know I've not, I've not mentioned the vault in a while actually but the vault is uh, something our patrons can do at the $5 tier they can submit movies to the vault it's a list of movies that they, they recommend essentially so the vote for the that came after this was four movies from the vault and then our patrons voted on them and the winner was Blue Steel which we'll be getting to uh, sometime in the near future so you can look forward to that uh, and the new vote will be up soon so look forward to that too uh, but yeah go to patreon.com slash TV if you want to support us you can do that over there you can like subscribe as well that can support us too uh, but you can go over there and uh, support us for as little as a dollar per month get some stuff early including these influx episodes and which, get some which means stuff. if you're getting this if, if, on YouTube publicly that new vote is probably already that's up that's true yeah the new vote is probably already up if this is, if this is on uh, YouTube publicly but uh, yeah, so let us know what you think of the movie in the comments, like, subscribe, all that stuff. Get us on the Twitters at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates. If you want to support the show and the channel, I already did all that part, so I'm just going to be swiftly on. I'm on autopilot. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's us. So thank you once again for watching. Listen, I appreciate it. Keep watching movies. We'll see you next time. And if you can get it, it's always nice to have a diplomatic immunity. <laughs>